This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The patter pubes. The patter pubes. Of tomorrow, today, 
Welcome back to our coverage of Liverpool versus Bristol Palace from Sellers Park in the Under-21 Development League. Plays it up the line to Alessandri. Alessandri now at half point. Live commentary from all home development games only on Homestyle Radio. Live commentary. Good game, Switch coming back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass and Sakaja will get there. Oh, Blackman's come right out of the area and flattered Sakaja. And it's gone free and the keeper's way right out of the area. And it's a goal for Paris. What a great finish. Live interviews. To an ardent football watcher, it was clear in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys and we'd lost a, a, a you know, big name, big players for us. Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise draw at the end there, Mark. A surprise to no one more than me. We didn't realise we'd scored a second goal. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 4755 999. That's 0203 4755 999. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. My name's Chris Hambling and I will be attempting to uh, host this week's review of the last Mm, this week's review of the last week. Hmm, should have written that slightly better. Uh, anyway, with me today are Joe Holyoke and Mark Ross. Evening, chaps. Hello. Can anyone else hear? Like it's like we're at the seaside. There's like a noise in the background. It's quite odd. I, I live in Eastbourne, it but it's not me by the sea. I promise. No. <laughs> Sitting on the no, beach I'm, doing the show. Yeah. It's quite confusing. I wonder, I wonder what it is. Maybe when uh, maybe when Mikey comes back, um, we can sort oh, that yeah. one out for you. So do do it's actually it's Mr. Mark Ross, I think. Uh, Mark, can you do me a favour and mute your microphone briefly for a second? Mm, who knows? I'll work it out some other time. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's get on with this introduction. Hopefully, you can actually hear us. Um, anyway, yeah. So Mark and Mark and Jill with us. We've also got uh, making a return. You'd have heard him speak there. It's Ben Nagel, who's our resident co-commentator on. Uh, on our coverage of the under twenty one development game, but uh, but he's made a return here to be in the communication hub. Hello, Ben. Hello. It's been a while. I'm back. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy about that. Very Thank happy you. indeed. Um, ben will be organising and secretly judging all of your communication with us today. You can tweet us. It's at h o l radio or email us radio at homestead.net. You can even give us a call. It's o two o three four seven double five nine 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 you can press one to get put through to us if we ever spot it or you can um press two to leave us a voicemail but uh, that's better for non-show days uh these the homesdale.net chat room it's uh whole radio.net forward slash chat and you can also listen on your mobile holradio.net forward slash mobile um i've really got to figure out exactly what to do about this noise in the background it's um really quite frustrating Hmm. Our running order tonight is as follows. We'll give you one last chance to enter our Brighton ticket competition. Um, We'll look back at yesterday's 2-1 defeat at the hands of Neil Warnock's Leeds United. We'll take a look ahead to Tuesday night's game against Hull City. uh, And we'll take a quick um, review of the, well, sorry, preview, in fact, of the huge game um, against the Seaweed at Fortress Sellhurst. Um, Some point during the show, we will do that competition where we'll give away that pair of tickets for the Brighton game to one lucky winner, and you'll find out how very, very shortly. Uh, finally, we'll round up all of your communication as much as we possibly can. The whole thing should be done in around an hour. Uh, but what I think I'm going to do for the time being is I'm going to take us very briefly off of air. You will hear a kind of um, 
siren sound telling us there's a technical fault and i'll try and restart the show so we don't have this horrific noise in the background so do bear with us and i'll be back shortly chris no one can hear anything no i'm I'm sure they can't oh sorry i just asked in the chat room no one can hear anything Oh, really? They're saying it's fine? Yeah, Kells, Dweeb, Kev, everyone, they're saying it's fine. Well, I'm not going to take us off of air, then. It must, it must just be something something that I can hear. You can, we, you can all hear it, oh, all right? I yeah, it. I, I can, can hear it, it as well, yeah. All right, just rise above it, lads. Uh, we're professionals, <laughs> as you can tell by the fact I'm complaining on air about a noise that you all can't hear. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, let's, okay, fine. Let's, I'm, I'm how much happier. Now, let's talk about that Brighton ticket giveaway. Um, what we're after, we've, we've been asking for the... Um, for this information on Twitter already. Um, oh, whoever just did something there, the noise went that I can hear. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, hmm. Mm. No, I can't really do that. Anyway, look, um, so basically what we want is we want the phrase that pays. So uh, last time, I think you'll find it was something like, um, I want two tickets to the circus, please, because it was child and tickets we were giving away. Time before that, when we gave away a Brighton ticket for the game at the Amex, it was um, no Gus, I don't swing that way. Um, so something along those lines. We've got some suggestions already. Ben, can you take us through some of them? I sure can. You've sprung that on me pretty quickly. But I'm gonna... I know, I like that. <laughs> right, okay. We have got... I, I'll read you the ones that I, I can read out. Obviously, a few of them are a bit bit blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need a ticket for Andy Johnson's magic hat. Um, how about lunch is served... Oh, no. Lunch is served, what is it? It's seaweed, sir. Um, <laughs> we've got... Can I have two tickets to another 3-1 victory? We've got, um, yeah, one that I can't read there. Where's your gully girl? Um, my favourite one, though, was, uh, and Murray scores again to make it 3-0. Or oh, Murray, Murray grabs his hat-trick to make it 3-0, I think it was. Some, some good suggestions there. I mean, we've got to pick, got to pick something before the, uh, the end of this conversation. Um, I've got one, if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. Off Lewisham, uh, Lewisham Eagle. I, uh, I heard Brighton have a new cheerleader who is actually a geezer. <laughs> now, yeah, that is a good phrase. That, and it's topical. It's topical. That relates to a story that, um, well, there's sort of two things that have happened, really. First of all, um, one of the Brighton Gully girls has joined the Crystals. Um, the best one, clearly, has joined the Crystals, um, which is which is one good thing. And then the other thing, obviously, is that um, the Gully girls are no longer the Gully girls. They're the what? It's the Gully group. The Gully is group, it? yeah. Because they've, uh, they've got a couple of lads involved. Now, I'm all for equality, but... Um, Mm. <clears throat> doesn't help the stereotypes though Chris it does not no moving on um, Mr Mark Ross you're sounding very quiet can you am I talk? oh no now you're not I don't know what's going on uh, there I'm just deep in thought mm, okay well, I'm <laughs> trying to think what I can hear might be attributed to yourself but let's um, have you tried muting your microphone yeah yeah you have I'm going to get hung up on this, but just just do ignore me. So, uh, have you got any suggestions yourself, Mark, just to spring it on you? No, you no, haven't. No, wait, nothing that can be aired. <laughs> that is the problem with this. I mean, we got quite near the mark last time, unfortunately. Um, you know, with no gusts, I don't swing that way. But I think that's, that was all right. But, um, um, well, we'll have to have a little vote in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes. Just to take you through, I mean, you've got until, well, it was supposed to be until ten past eight, but because I've been going on about... Um, a technical problem that you can't actually hear. I'm going to extend it to a quarter past eight. So by quarter eight fifteen, if you send us an email with your name and contact number to um, competition at wholeradio.net, you will be in with the chance of winning a pair of tickets to watch the the game on Saturday. 
Uh, those tickets are in the lower homestead, quite near the players' tunnel and quite near the front, because there wasn't a great deal left when we got them a few weeks ago. Um, there's even less left now. So those tickets are like gold dust, really. So if you want those, competition at wholeradio.net and send us an email. Um, Benjamin, I'm going to give you the, the job of collating all of the suggestions. Um, and in a, in a few minutes' time, we'll, uh, we'll pick some. But I want to move on and start talking about... Um, Start talking about yesterday's game, really. Um, obviously, it is always disappointing to lose a match, um, especially, especially... Oh, I can hear myself now. Even if you've um, been... Um, oh, sorry, I can hear myself. It's really frustrating. Someone, Someone's internet connection is playing up. I'm going to drop you all and call you back. So how about that? You don't mind that, do you? Um, so, yeah, in the meantime, while I'm talking about um, Leeds... Um, the basic um, situation was we've lost a game. We were we were fourteen matches unbeaten. We were trying to go fifteen, um, and in all honesty, we probably didn't deserve to win that game. I, I think, in all fairness, there was um, it was certainly the first twenty minutes. To be honest with you, the first twenty minutes were poor from from us, and I think Leeds were the better side. We started very very slowly. They pushed us pushed us. Yeah, pushed us back. Uh, Jerome Thomas was causing all sorts of problems. Juve was an absolute nightmare, as he often is. Uh, we struggled to keep the ball, really, in spells. Pressed us all over the pitch. Made it hard to get our, our best players on the ball. We saw very little uh, of the ball. Um, I mean, we, we came much more into the game uh, after the 20-minute mark. Our best chance, really, uh, best chance of the game, really, came from, from Parr playing a 1-2 with um, KG, who got himself into the box. And then Parr's shot was saved by Kenny. Felt a Murray who really should have scored. Just ended up being a well, it was called a fine double save by the commentator on the highlights. But really, basically, Ken, by the time Kenny had stood up in the centre of the goal, Murray's shot had hit him. So, I mean, that's sort of the best part, really, of the, the first half. There were two real key incidents for me. Um, and and it, one of them, well, they both bring up uh, our sort of first discussion point. I want to talk to the lads about really. Um, Delaney, first of all, went down very, very easily in the area, ended up being booked for diving now. As a as a centre back, clearly he's not had a lot of practice at, at, at simulation, shall we call it? So for me, it's more a case that he got a bit of contact and felt that contact and decided to um, decided to uh, to, to basically uh, accept the um, the invitation to go down. That's that's me justifying it. But uh, but Ian Holloway himself said after the game that he wasn't particularly happy with with how it how it all looked. So um, I mean, there we go. It was. It was unfortunate, but it definitely wasn't a penalty. Definitely the right decision to book him, I think, in the end. But then we move on to what I want to talk about next, and that was uh, Wilf. Now, Wilf uh, did what Wilf does, twisted defenders inside and out, and um, and basically got a trip quite clear. I mean, we could see it from where we were, the other other corner of the ground, and... I mean, I mean, I don't know what he has to do, really. And to me, that's a game-changing moment. It's the stroke of half-time. It's the last thing, moment, piece of action before that half-time whistle goes. Penalty should have been given, and it wasn't given. And, and likely, if it had been, we'd still be top and unbeaten. And if I can talk to you guys about that there, really. Um, Mark, we, we talked before um, about yeah. so many penalties and it being very unlikely that was con- would continue to be the case. Um, and again, so, I mean, what was your, what's your feelings on... on I mean, obviously you weren't you weren't at the game, but but no, no, but I mean, uh, I've been to the game and I've seen it several times, and it definitely looks like a trip to me. Looks like he caught 
his back foot. Um, whether it was because it was Wilf and I don't know, the ref seemed like um, very inconsistent for the whole match for both sides, really. Um, I thought um, after watching it, I thought it was a penalty, but mm. uh, and the sort of reaction from from on the radio was it was also a penalty, but um, obviously it wasn't given. And uh, you know, I suppose that's going to happen to Wilf, high profile. You know, the, the kind of the refs point probably know he's won a lot of penalties. Yeah, that's exactly it. The point I'm trying to make is, 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 I mean, I don't know what we can do about it. I don't think there's anything that we can do, but it's so frustrating because, I mean, we're talking about, um, we're talking about a, a side that was trying to stay top of the league. I mean, and the, the prize for being top of the league at the end of the season, not just do I win my £800 from my bet, but also the club gets roughly £100 million once you total it it's all up. It's a bit sort of AJ, AJ syndrome, isn't it? It is, it is, Mark. Yeah, um, Joe. I mean, what's what's your opinion on, on well, situation in general? With Will for getting protection and right, not getting- I see, Okay, I, I saw. Um, I was at the Derby game. That was hundred percent a penalty. I mean, he 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 got kicked. They saw it. We saw it. You can see it on the TV. You can see it on YouTube. He, that was a penalty. He never got it. Um, yesterday was a definite penalty. He never got it. And if, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying there's a hidden agenda, but like all of a sudden, you know, up, up until well, up until the Ipswich game, we were getting penalties left, right, and centre, and we'd had more penalties than anyone else in the country. And I don't know whether you never know what the powers to be are saying. Oh yeah, he's gone down a little bit too easy. You know, make sure that you only give 100% blatant penalties. But they were 100% blatant penalties. I I, I don't know, sort of you know what we can do apart from you know if, if we get fouled 10 times in the area and they are you know and they're all definite penalties and they, they've got to give them you know I, I mean they're trying to make this a non-contact sport that's what they're trying to do in a, in a, in a premiership you you know you walk past someone they fall over you get a card it, it's just it, in the championship you it, oh yes old-fashioned old-fashioned sack all you know and, but mm. I, I feel we've been you know, maybe we had a couple of soft ones earlier on in the season. You know, you put your hands up. Not every penalty you've had has definitely been a penalty. And then we've had penalties that we've not been given. You know, I mean, he literally is... Listen, about half the time, when he's doing his his tricks and everything else, I don't even think he knows himself what he's going to do until he does it. You know, and then by, by the time, as we've seen for the last two years, by the time he's done it, he's gone past them, he's been kicked. You know, they're just trying to take him out of the game now. It's very, you know, it's very hard. You know, we can whinge about it, but yeah, it's yeah, it's we, an. Ex- we've we've talked. It's an example about the fact that that you know, for a while we we were a surprise package and people were weren't expecting us to be where we were and all that sort of stuff. And we've all been saying that at some point people are going to start changing the way they play. And this is very much the sort of the sort of thing we're talking about. Not just, I mean, Leeds had a very much a very sort of clear game plan with us, and that was to to press us all over the pitch as you expect from a Warnock side. You know, and to be direct when when they, they had should the, do. They're the home team, Chris. It, it, no, you're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. But in the past, they may not have had that. You know, that, well, they certainly would have been focusing purely on one man, and that would have been Wilf. Uh, but they'd obviously done their homework properly, and and they were focusing on on all the key areas. And we got, you know, none of our players who who are particularly good at using the ball um, were given any space. Garvin really struggled. 
um, to get any space at all. Um, I think, I think I mean, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. We're now, we're now the team to beat. Well, we were because we were top, you know, and, and certainly I think that would have been Neil Warnock's pre-match TikTok. But yeah, so I mean, for me, I was just so, so sickened to see that on that there was a clear penalty again. Um, because I mean, we've seen a few, and it's not really cost us. And this is the first time that I feel it's genuinely cost us because it's not—it's not that long after half time that we've ended up conceding that goal. So we should have gone in one nil up, uh, assuming the penalty would have been scored. Um, but instead, um, instead, it was just after half time. Lee Peltier puts the ball into the box. It was—it was headed across goal, and basically Peter Ramage has got to it. He's—he's he's in the right place. He's but he's managed to head it directly into the chest of Damien Delaney. Delaney. <laughs> mm. I haven't been drinking this time and I still can't speak. Um, <laughs> ball, ball fell to Becchio, as it always does against Palace, um, and he's just put it away from sort of two yards out, really. And you can argue that we're unlucky. You can say that it's extremely unlucky that Ramage's head has hit Delaney in the chest as he was running back. And it's extremely unlucky that the result of that was that it fell straight to the feet of Becchio. But... Um, but it's just poor. It's poor not to get that ball away. It's just a long ball into the box, and that's all it was. Long ball from the channel, from Leeds, into the box. They know what they're doing. It's very, very simple. And if you don't get the basic defending right, and that's get your head on that first ball and get it clear, not get it to someone, but get that ball clear, then you're going to struggle. They're going to create chances, and, and that's what's cost us at the end. And to be fair to us, the next 20 minutes or so, we really did battle pretty well. Um, we're less assured with our passing in, in possession than we have been of late. Um, and I want to talk about the reasons for that. Oh, the conditions weren't great. I mean, it was hammering with rain. You know, you know, everyone knows what the weather's been like. And it, it was no different up at Leeds. But I want to put a, a point across that I've been talking about uh, probably the last, well, ever since Holloway's taken over, really, and, and started to have, a, have an effect. Um, he's spoken many times about his desire to get the ball to our most dangerous players more often. And I'm wondering, well, it does. it just seems to me at times that we're too rushed to do that from the back. He's or the wrong choice is being made. And it's not often, it doesn't happen all the time. It's not, you know, every ball is smacked into the channels, but it happens, it just happens for certain players in certain positions. They they seem to try and rush the ball. And, and I mean, obviously, Mark, would you feel that that was something that we were doing before Holloway took over? Or would you think, that, I mean, we were playing very measured, in my view, before Holloway's taken over. And I think it's a little bit more frantic at times and less less precise. Do you think that's fair or would you argue against I think, that? Yeah, I think we need to be a bit more sort of crafty in a way, a bit more subtle about how we use Wilf and Yannick because, you know, the teams that are the opposition set up, you know, basically to to stop the threat from the from wide. And when they do that, unless we've got Moritz playing through the middle, we're lacking like that little bit of, um, you know, you know, uh, attacking Naus going forward. And, if you're playing the ball constantly all the time to Wilf and or to Yannick, then you know eventually you know it's it's just going to be sort of the oppo are just going to think that's that's all they're doing. They just they, every time it comes from the back four, it's, it's going to go out wide, diagonal balls out wide to Wilf and Yannick, and they're going to bomb on. And if we have enough people around each of them, we'll be able to nullify their their effect. And if we're doing that continually every single time you know it comes out not i know it's not every single time but a lot of the time it comes from the back four to wilf or yannick and they're out wide it's so readable that you know the oppo will just pick mm. on it 
you know, straight away. And instead of like using alternatives and maybe using them as decoys and playing through the middle, like and taking advantage well, of the skill and class of Yannick, we're just yeah. we're, we're we're getting a bit too predictable now. They go, oh, you know, everyone knows how good Wilf is and and Yannick and Palace play with two wide men, and that's how they create all these chances mm. and these goals and so forth. Let's do something different. That's and I think like I think. This, uh, like you were saying, this urgency to get the ball forward as quickly as possible is is making us a bit too predictable. Whether that's just the nature of the opposition we've been playing of late, or people have sussed out the way that we play, or whether yeah. Holloway's actually well, decided he wants to play that that star. I don't know. Well, uh, Tom Castle sent us an email in actually about, about Wilf, and he and he said basically teams are becoming so scared of him that uh, like uh, you know he's given Derby as an example, he marked him with three players, and he's quite rightly pointing out the exact thing you talked about, Mark. That the, the rest of the team have to take advantage of that space. And if I'm being critical, I don't yeah. think we did that until Moritz was on the pitch. I think Garvin failed at that job, and I, you know I, I've been impressed with Garvin this season. Well, Moritz is just that bit. But, yeah, he's just that yeah. little bit clever, more more clever. He's just he, you know, he's yeah, he's more attacking. And he's yeah, but but I mean, exactly. um, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I mean, you can you can you take but you can take these you know if you you don't have just because we have Zaha and Yannick, you know, on on both flanks, it doesn't mean there aren't other options. Like you're saying, you know, we can use them as decoys and 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 attack through other areas like down the middle because if they if we're dragging defenders out wide there's got to be plenty of space yeah yeah unless Mark, you're, you're, you're right and there was and that's what we did against derby so so effectively that's why we won that game as comfortably as we did but um but it just yeah for what it didn't happen yesterday and part of the reason was that Leeds weren't just stopping us out wide they were actually up front because they played like a one up top with becco but three tucked in behind and what they did really well was those three in behind stopped the supply line, just cut down the angle. So the only angle for the fullbacks was was up the line. So it became very predictable. There was no there was no real way of getting the ball back into the centre. I think I think that's where we lost the game. But um, yeah, I mean, I just want to uh, take this point to, to mention that the competition to win the Brighton tickets is now closed. Uh, has been has been for about ten minutes now, but um, obviously, and we will be doing the the draw for those a little bit later on. Uh, and on that subject, what we want to do, obviously, is we want to pick the phrase that pays. So, hopefully, all of you who have entered are listening. Otherwise, you're going to get some because um, I haven't played the clip yet. So I'm going to get uh, Mikey, who's now back in charge. Um, I'm going to get him to play that clip and show you what happened last time. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, the phrase that pays needs to be picked. We've got all your suggestions in. And uh, I'm just going to have a quick review of those now. I'm going to read them out, lads. Um, and if you can pick your favourite one at the end. Um, and basically, we'll do an on-air, effectively an on-air boat. So you've got, uh, I need a ticket for Andy Johnson's magic hat. I'm Will Buckley, and I want to see some real football. I quite like that one. Uh, can, I have, can I have three if they have one? Uh, for flip's sake, Murray. I quite like that. That uh, gets us away from the swearing issue. Uh, can I have two tickets to another three-one victory? Where's your gully girl? I'm not a fan of the sea. I'm, I'm not a fan of seaweed. That's the way Zaha Zaha. I like it. So, Joe, what's your favourite? Oh, that that uh, the last one, mate, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way Zaha Zaha. I Zaha, like. It. I like it. That's my. Okay. Yeah. Ben. Well. Uh, I made the last one up, so uh, oh, probably that's... probably go with that one. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go with that, so that's two already. Mark, <laughs> what's your feelings there? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. 
Yeah. Oh well, well that is going to be it. I I was going to go yes. for flip for flip's sake, Murray. But Ben, oh. I don't feel special. You've chosen the phrase the that pays. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. Um, so the phrase that pays, and I will be repeating this over the course of the show to make sure everyone who we ring is going to get it, and there will undoubtedly be some that don't. Uh, which is quite amusing. Um, but anyway, the phrase that pays is, that's the way, is a heart, as a heart, I like it. So you say that when we ring. And only that. Don't say hello. Don't say any other phrase other than, that's the way, it's a heart, as a heart, I like it. And you will win that pair of tickets. But let's get on with the leads thing. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that voice. Um, I'm having a break soon, for, well, after this show for a couple of weeks. It's quite clear that I need it. I think I'm mentally deteriorating at a rapid rate. Um, obviously, I was just talking about the um, uh, the the sort of the way we were trying to come back into the game for for 20 minutes or so after Leeds went up, and we were talking about the reasons for that. And like I said, I, I do think Leeds have got a, have, as a team and and as the way they're organised has a big say in, in in how we were playing. I think we were really negatively affected by their tactics, uh, and Neil Warnock is the absolute master of spoiling the way another team plays and. Unfortunately, we didn't have an answer about it because we've not really had to, um, and, and I've every confidence that, that Holloway will will find us a, a little bit of a different way of playing in those situations, and that it will probably benefit from this. It's you know, you know I don't you always want to look on the, at the positives, and I'm sure we can take a lot of positives from that game. Um, but on the seventy about seventy five minutes or so, seventy something like that, Leeds did get a second, and yet again, high ball into the area, headed out this time by Jednak straight to Paul Green, but it looped up nice and high, and you have to admire the technique to hit a volley straight off it. Uh, deflected off Delaney and, and into the net, and again, you can argue that that's unlucky. You know, Jenak stretching to head the ball out, you know, so it's going to loop up, not in complete control of it. The volley gets hit, maybe Sproni saves it if it doesn't clip off Delaney, maybe it goes wide, you don't know, and we find ourselves 2-0 down, and it's very hard to come back away from home in, in those circumstances, but we, we did try, we really did try, and um, there's some, I think it's 85 minute mark, something like that. Uh, KG on the right wing, uh, sort of brought out some Wilf skills, did a little flip flap, went past a defender. Absolutely perfect cross to the head of Ramage, who made up for his um, error heading into Delaney's chest to 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 get us a goal back. Strongly headed in, and um, and it was deserved at the time. We really did deserve it, and we put more and more pressure on. Uh, and obviously, the changes that were made around the 70 minute mark, we brought on. Moritz for Garvin, we brought on Easter for Balassi and, and just, just went on the attack. And, and quite late on, we brought on uh, Aaron Wilbraham for, for Joel Ward. So, I mean, you know that's what you get of Ian Holloway. You know he, he's always going to go for those, you know, to get back into the game. And we had a chance right right at the end. We had a, a corner came in and sort of went, went a little bit long and the ball came back into the, into the area and Glenn Murray gets ahead on it, sort of deflected, ended up at Easter, and then, it, then it's cleared off the line and... Well, you know, th- those are the sort of moments, really. And it would have been so sweet because the Leeds fans, they weren't, they didn't really turn up in numbers. I mean, there's a lot of empty spaces in Ellen Road for a start. That was disappointing. They didn't sing until they scored. And, you know, they, obviously they were gloating. You know, they, the, the t- we're top of the league. We've come to the come to their ground and, and they were beating us. So they were gloating. And it would have been so, so sweet to have got that late equaliser. But it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be at all. And, and it was disappointing. So, I, I mean, I, the... At the end of the day, I'd sum the game up and say, and say yeah, we, we were unlucky, but I don't think we did enough to win. So we shouldn't feel too upset about losing it. 
Uh, the game was a contrast in styles. Leeds were, Leeds were direct and physical. Um, Palace tried to play physical, but but they did attempt to play that more intricate passing game. But I felt their style made us try and play more direct than we should have been. Uh, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, a bit of bad luck, some weak refereeing. We, we probably should have won the game. I'm not saying we deserve to, but on the balance of it, we probably should have done. Um, it's a bit of a strange one. Obviously, I've been the only person there. Mott Hart picked the man in the match for, for us, and it was it was KG. Uh, he defended and attacked well all game, did absolutely everything. And I, again, we talk about it the last couple of weeks, guys, but it's going to be a big miss for the Af- African Cup of Nations. And I know we've got various different opinions on, on who should should come in, but on the, on his current form, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm concerned now. <clears throat> Excuse me, just choking a little bit. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Joe, you wanted to say something? No, I, I've just got a few points. Um, firstly, KG looks really, really fit. Um, definitely done some weight, and uh, and I think that's why he's, he's obviously he's enjoying his football now. Um, secondly, listen, when we we used to we lost to I'm not going to say rubbish, but we lost to all the basically the worst teams last year, and we had good results against all the all the big teams. Now, what's happening this year is that because we're at the top, every game's a cup final. Everyone wants to come and they want to, everyone wants to beat us. They know we're scoring like two, three, four goals a game. And so, so all of a sudden, we are like, we're the team to beat. We're, we're top. And, and then people raise their games against us, you know. So we, we need to raise our game. We, to stay there, we have, got to, we have got to hit this peak. And in all honesty, you kind of don't think you can do that week in, week out, you know. Um, I know you're saying about, about we've sort of been sussed out, um, <sighs> like you know, you just using our wingers, but if they're doubling and trebling up on us, right? So, um, and our centre midfields should be should be definitely definitely coming more into it. But <sighs> I don't know. I know, yeah, I understand what you're saying, mate. Definitely. Anyway, listen, we've we've got a caller. I think I know who it is, but let's check. Hello. Hello. Oh, that would be that would be Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you? It is, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. You? Yeah, I'm not too bad. You've been trying to call for about two weeks, didn't you? I know. I know. You were ignoring me. Yeah, I'm like that. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, no, what, what have you got for us? Well, no, I just want to... You know, right, okay, you know how far away I live? Yeah. Miles away. Um, I just wanted to say, basically, about the spread of... All the Palace fans that are just popping up out of nowhere. I um, was driving through my little town here where I live, and uh, there was a Palace fan. I'm the only one here, literally. There's no one else. I know that. But it's just, I think it's just because they're doing so well at the moment. Well, I don't know. Really. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to tell it? you all. It's even spreading yeah. down to Cornwall. No, it is it is amazing, but people are suddenly proud to to wear their replica shirts again, aren't they? It's quite well, odd. Yeah, it is. I would have never. I I I wear and oh, no, I don't wear shirts. No, <laughs> but I, you know, like I I dress the kids in their palace scarves or whatever. Because I do that because that's just me. But mm. to walk and see a fully grown guy like in a, I literally I was driving actually, and <laughs> the kids were like, "Mum, there's a palace fan." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and it was shocking. <laughs> but it is good. Well, so what, to say, you know, it's even yeah. reaching right out hundreds of miles well, down here. Well, while we've got you on, what have you made of, of, of the season so far? I mean, obviously, it's been an amazingly positive one, but when, from what you've seen, is it, is it, has it been a bit of a shock to the system from when you last saw it? Yeah, 
it's like a completely different, completely different. Well, it is a completely different team. But like, yeah. <laughs> I'd come up last season and I'd go, I'd go to the pub first and have a few drinks and not really care about whether the football was any good or not. I just love going to Palace. But when you go, when you go now, I don't want to drink beforehand. I know, like you lot do. But what? I just want to go there. I'll come off it. I know what you're like. Well, <laughs> See, I, I've seen you at the Cherries a couple of times, but I can't really remember speaking to you. No, I know. I do remember Player of the Year, though. My mum keeps telling me off for that. <laughs> I kept pinching your bum. <laughs> you did, yeah, a lot, lot a lot. Just... I know, and I am sorry. I went it's to all right. it. It's just... Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's completely different, and I love it, and it's just brilliant. It's infectious. I was actually talking to, what's his name? King Vagabond, you know Steve? Yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. The last time I was up for a game. And we were just saying about how Palace just grabs people. And it does with me. I think I drive everyone nuts talking about it. Even though I'm far away, you know, it's on my mind all the time at the minute. It's good. Mm. Uh, someone who, who was going to step in and ask Kelly something there? Someone? Kelly, Kelly, it's Jill. Hello. Hi. Uh, if, what's, the, what's the weather like, Danny? You lot are not in any danger of being swept away, are you? Because I know it's a bit moody down there at no, the moment. Well, where I live, not, it's, it is... Horrible. We, we we actually got cut off yesterday. So if you if you lived here, you couldn't go anywhere else because all the main roads out were flooded. But it's all right. We've got everything we need in town, just about. <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, windy, cold, you... wet. Never mind. Brilliant. Ah, oh, look, good to speak to you again. Carol, when are you next up for oh, what... oh dear. Mark, you spoke over me. I think you said when you next up for a Palace game. Me, um, New Year's Day now. Because I've done the last five Saturday ones and I'm skinny. <laughs> 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 yeah. that's, that's, that's the other hidden cost of the fact that we've been doing so well. It's really costing a lot of people money. So yeah, so, it, well, it, it just it costs me. I don't know a lot every time I come up, but I don't care. I'd rather, I, you know, I don't mind. And I've been coming up every other week for the last, I don't know, five six games. So um, yeah, but now I've got to wait. I've got to leave it out. So, so I'm missing Brighton. So I'm gutted about that. But that is harsh, but you know, mm-hmm. well, it's going to yeah. kill me sitting here listening to it. But you know, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, listen. Thanks so much for speaking to us. It's always a oh, pleasure. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for answering to me. Yeah. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak to All you right, guys. I'll catch you later. Take care. Cheers. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it was great to hear from Curls, and yeah, absolutely right. The, the bug is kind of spreading all over the place. You do see a lot more Palace shirts around. Obviously, Croydon's flooded with them, but when you, you know, the further afield you go, there always seems to be people. You know, when you look at the n- number of different sort of places, and especially different, some of the countries that we get listeners from are just mental. So, uh, I don't know how many of those are people hiding IP addresses by having them in random places, um, but. Maybe, maybe a few, but um, yeah, it's just amazing just how far and wide the, the, the support for Palace has spread. And um, yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> uh, uh, but back to what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, well, I, I just told you I thought KG was the man of the match. and um, But I mean, let, we've got to talk a little bit more about Wilf. Um, uh, he's, I mean, the, basically, the, he's what I would say is too... The two games this season that he struggled the most have been both, of, and it may be a coincidence, but he, he's basically seemed off the boil since that England debut. Um, he did see a lot less of the ball than usual, and, and he did get no protection from the referee, uh, which is a shame. But there were certain, there, you know, obviously there were moments of class. You're always going to get that with Wilf because he, he is class. He's a superb player. 
But um, I'm just a little bit, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried that maybe a lot of the pressure got to him. I mean, that's something we haven't talked about. We've talked about, you know, the other team marking him. We've talked about, you know, the, the him being starved of possession. But we haven't really talked about the mental effect of of being picked for England when of being a Championship player and that huge amount of hype that was just all over the place. Um, I mean, what? Um, well, again, Mark, I'll, I'll come to you first. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think this had an had an effect on Wilf? Um, I definitely don't think he's played uh, he's played as well as he did before he stepped out in an England shirt. Um, I think perhaps he's tweeted a few times about not the best of games and uh, you know pushed on for the following game and you know rectify the next game and so forth. And uh, I think he's getting a bit frustrated. And I was going to say to her, because I wasn't at the game, I was only listening to the radio, and it's obviously a bit biased on the radio, especially mm. uh, if you're listening to a London radio station. And um, he raised his hands, didn't he, at the end of the first half. A uh, bit of a handbags, wasn't there? And uh, people were saying that, you know, potentially he could have been sent off. So although we didn't get the penalty, we would have could have lost Will for three games. So I, I don't know how bad it was. You were there, so... Maybe you can fill me in. Yeah, well, again, to be honest, with you, I didn't really see the bit of him raising his hands because he was he was in the corner. Well, we basically they moved the away fans at Ellen Road, and we, we didn't really have a great view of that that part of the pitch, sadly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he he has in the past he has retaliated in certain things. Yeah, and 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 at the end of the day, it, it, we know we know he's got a bit of a temper, but he's but you cannot. You cannot be kicked all over the place and then tripped in the penalty area and ignored and, and not react. Exactly. You know, he wants to win every game. He he wants to be the best he can possibly be in every game and he wants to win every game. And when he's not allowed to play football because people are kicking him and when he's not being given blatant decisions like he wasn't again. I mean, what is it? It's, I mean, what kind of a thing is it when, when a referee isn't even brave enough to give a penalty at Ellen Road when it's half full? You know, it's a shock. It's half full and silent, and he still hasn't got the bottle to give a clear penalty. You can see it on the highlights. It's it's not as if there's any real doubt. I mean, his his trailing leg gets caught. The ball's gone. He's past the player. Why does would he go down? We know he's anticipating these challenges, but he has to anticipate a challenge, otherwise he'll get his legs broken. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're you're murmuring in agreement there, Joe. I mean, no, I am. I am. I, I feel sorry for him. I'm- and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
I mean, he's, he's got bundles too much skill, you know, more, more than he's left and right backs. He's running them, running them ragged and getting kicked. And then you obviously you've got the, uh, you, you, they definitely, definitely got the, the one or two players that will take a card to go through him. You know, that's football. You do that. You get some, come up against someone good. I'm not saying they're trying to injure him deliberately, but I'm telling you now, you know, I mean, it's, I'll have a... If what's-his-name's fit, you know, the Chelsea player, if he's fit for, uh, for, for for next week, I guarantee he tries to go through him. I guarantee it. He'll mm. take a card, you know, but there's one or two, you know... I mean, we've got to beware of one or two of their players... But you know they've they've got to beware of three or four of ours. Um, but I think it's going to be a little bit more tasty than what it was last year. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, you, you sort of reminded me of that that challenge that um, Liam Bredcut put in on Wilf, which nearly cut him in half, and he didn't oh. even get didn't even get a yellow card for it. I don't think it was just absolutely insane. It's just again every time I've um, you know which I often do. Uh, every time I've ever watched back the. Um, the Brighton highlights, and I see that challenge. I just literally cannot, just cannot fathom how he didn't get sent off. Um, I think, I think the Brighton game can't come soon enough for Wilf, in my view. I just think yeah. that it's exactly the right uh, environment for him. It's exactly the right situation. He's just, you know, he is, he's a big game player. We've seen it when we uh, went and beat Man United at Old Trafford. He's an app. He's a big game player. Yeah, I mean, listen. You said about him, you know, uh, at the weekend, putting his hands up when he wanted to get involved. Uh, last week, Derby, they kicked him to pieces, and he had to be held back on the on the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't getting any protection. Listen, I'll tell you what, the, the only way Wilf's going to get any protection is if he moves into the Premier League. And then what they'll do, they'll take all the skill off him. They'll tell him you can't do this, you can't do that. So we're just really lucky that, that what we've got at the moment is a player basically being allowed to do what he's to do what he do, you know he does best. Yeah, and I that's, forget. And that's just I forget who it was who was who wrote something similar. I can't really remember. There was um, it was someone quite surprising who wrote it. It's annoying me that I can't remember who it was. But said that same thing that in the Premier League, in a in a, a bigger club. You know, Wilf simply won't get that freedom that he has at Palace, and he he, he, def- he definitely won't. But the thing is, like I say, we're we're watching him. Basically, he's given carte blanche. The manager's not going now. Go and swap with, you know, swap with Lassie and swap wings. You know, I mean, he, he, they they're just doing it together. Um, I, I mean, I, what I would love to see him do now that it proved the point with KG. See, this is where. Where our people watch, and it's been proved now, KG goes through the middle, scores a goal like a centre forward yeah. against Peterborough. Yesterday, goes down the right wing, loads of little tricks, gets the ball in, Ramage scores. So basically what we've got is a, is a centre midfielder going down the right wing, crossing for a defender. Right Now, the, the thing is, if we can do that with other players, we should be able to get Wilf and, and KG to swap. He doesn't mm. have to just keep, just keep being a winger. Can you imagine him running at these great big lump of centre-backs? They're only going to do one thing and one thing only. They're going to foul him. And yeah. it, it's to our advantage. And I really think that we, you know, like Mark said earlier, we, if we're getting predictable, then maybe we need to, we need to, ch- you know, we, need, we might need to freshen things up. Because the other thing as well, up until maybe two months ago, all the message balls, I mean, I go on, I go on the, the whole mo- mainly, but I do have a little flirt with a BBS as well. But no one really knew what his position was. No one really went, well, what is he? Is he a winger? Is he a forward? Is he what? What is he? No one really knew, did they? So now, 
he, he has the he has the opportunity now to, to with being given carte blanche to do what he wants to do. I think he should be able to because he is our best player. No, he is no doubt mm, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might be. It might pay for him to go. But Yannick, stay out there. KG, go down. You know, just get him out on the right. We could. We've we've mm. got people. We got people that can swap. It's it's really the last the last three months. Our, our club has evolved into into a team of 10, 15 years ago, you know. But we've got players there that can swap, and I think I think if someone actually goes goes really into it and looks at that, I think we've got we we will stop being predictable. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and I think Ian Holloway is exactly the sort of manager that should be able to do that. And he's already talked about trying to get you know our key players on the ball more than more. You know more than they have been, so I think he's certainly going to be looking along those lines. And I certainly agree with you about Wolf going through the centre as well. You know, he destroyed Wolf through the centre. He, you know, he got us that penalty up at Bolton with when he took on Knight um, in the penalty area. You're absolutely right. What I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to remind no, you. Not, uh, can I can <laughs> I just remind everyone that the yeah. phrase that pays is that that's the way is a hard as a heart. I like it. Don't have to say I like it. I like it. Am I going to confuse people by saying that? Maybe. The phrase is that's the way Zahar. Zahar I like it. Uh, that is the phrase of pay. So if we ring you when you uh, for this for the Brighton ticket giveaway, that is the phrase you say. Say nothing else. Nothing else at all. Um, can we have a, that clip of what happened last time, Mikey? Perhaps. Anyway, so the phrase that pays is, can I have two tickets to the Big Fat Gypsy Derby? And we're just about to ring the first person. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's done one of them. It's cool. Welcome to Orange Arms. Oh, wow. <laughs> the person you call. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I'm in Nigeria. Hello. Oh. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh, unlucky, Joe. Oh, oh he's unlucky. It. This is bad. He should be listening. So, have to have two tickets to the big fat gypsy dog. That's what we want to hear. Don't say hello. At all. Don't say hello. Can I have two tickets to the big fat gypsy dog? <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, I haven't really checked, checked what the name is. Who's that? It's Ooh. Elliot. Um, I think that's the end of the end of the clip there. Um, fantastic stuff. That That is an example of what happened. If you say the wrong phrase or you don't say anything at all, or your phone goes to answer phone, or your wife answers for you while you're in the toilet, which is what one of those was, um, you, then you won't win. And, it, it, you know, we're, we're not... You know, we're we're not going to be generous with this. It, it's it's exact or nothing. So that phrase one more time is that's the way is a heart as a heart. I like it. 
say that when we ring and two tickets to the Brighton game are yours um, we've got a l- few little things to finish off before we do that but we're not going to be too much longer uh, until we get into the uh, into that competition but um, I want to pick up on a few things first of all I want to go to, to Ben because Ben's got plenty of your tweets about um, well about various subjects so um, Ben yeah I'll read you some Leeds based tweets for, for now we've got a few in uh, first one's from Samuel Margo, and he says he wasn't there, but it sounded like we played very well and didn't deserve to lose at all. And he makes a good point at the end of that tweet. He says, at least our unbeaten run wasn't ended by Brighton. I think that's something that a lot of people have been mm. saying they didn't want it to happen at Brighton. They'd rather it happen now than then. Yeah, um, Stephanie Donovan has tweeted and said that she's not worried after one loss. The boys clearly didn't play to their usual standard and need to up their game against Hull. Jack Maddox says should have started Moritz. And I think that, again, is something that a lot of people have been saying. Obviously, didn't probably didn't deserve to. What was it three and three that he had, and he, he got dropped? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a very good point, and something we yeah. did, obviously we did mention, but um, but certainly uh, that was yeah that was a contentious point and something I didn't agree with. Like I said, we only we were only threatened threatening once once Moritz came on, so I'd yeah. agree with that. Dave Goodwin has said we've lost one game in fifteen and a second in the league. Things are hardly bad. That's a very positive tweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple more. One from Ben Browett, and he says it didn't happen for us, and they got a couple of lucky goals mixed with our uncharacteristic defending. It was a good performance, and Wolves getting better. And Colin Groombridge, just a question to finish for for all of you: uh, Do you think losing yesterday will do us some good? Will it teach us not to get complacent and come back even stronger? Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, there's a lot of. Um, well, I think yeah, I think the sort of the general message there was yes, we were a bit unlucky, and but if we had to lose, better now than. And losing at home to Brighton, um, of course, that could still happen. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news there. I'm sure it won't. I'm in, I'm incredibly confident about the game, much more so than than last season. So um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, really. But uh, I, I just, yeah, I mean, we we didn't, we did not, definitely did not deserve to lose against Leeds. I've got my own feelings on on whether or not we did the right things, and I think maybe the result says that we didn't in some places, but. Yeah, some interesting points, and thank thank you to everyone for for those. Um, I don't know if you've got them down the four word reviews of the game. If you haven't, Ben, you might have to go back through the old um, the old tweets. Did you get those? I haven't got them, no, but I, I uh, will look them up now. Yeah, if you could, there. Uh, just we'll come back to you later on for the four word reviews. There's always a just pick your pick sort of three or four of your favourites, and we'll we'll bring those up later on. Okay. Uh, one la- one or two last little points about that Leeds game. Um, again, one of the points I was making is. is is that yes, and, and as everyone said, we were a little bit unlucky. But um, but I'd also like to say we were arguably quite sloppy as well. And um, people have talked about this um, the partnership with with Ramage and Delaney, and it's been a fantastic partnership. And Ramage has um, has just has, has come on immensely, and as you know, he's starting to add goals to that. You know, a real threat from set pieces as well. Now uh, Delaney has been sensational, but now it's the first time we've tasted defeat there. Now. I've always said, um, people have always asked whether or not um, Paddy would find himself able to get back into that side. And then just, there were a few things in the way we defended that that direct ball that I felt that's where Paddy's strong. Um, everyone can remember against Sheffield Wednesday, the sort of last action in that game where he's absolutely screaming his head off and gets his head on that, that long ball into the box. And that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. There was... there's. They're, the two goals we conceded, if you watch them back, there's no one's really come and absolutely try to, you know, the absolute utmost to get their head on that ball. Uh, and that's where I think we do miss someone like Paddy at the back. Um, 
and there's um there's also uh well i've heard some certainly heard some criticism um about uh from about jermaine easter and his contribution when he came off the bench and i know that um joe wanted to talk about easter and it's particularly relevant as well with um with murray being suspended for the whole game and who's going to come and replace him but but joe you wanted to make a point yeah um listen don't don't take this as a moan all right um but i don't think he's good enough um for our team now mm. I, I think what we've done we've we've got the five players in uh and, and we've definitely we've raised we've raised the level of what we were used to so um it i don't know i i don't think he's i don't think he's for us um yeah. but the other thing as well is i don't think apaya is is for us either Mm. Now again, I rave on about him all the time. I rave on about his kids all the time. I mean, it, you know, that eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There's loads and loads of kids playing in the Premier League, the same age. Yeah. Now, if we've got them in our under 18s and we're paying them, and they're under not, you know, the under twenty ones, and we're paying them, well, I mean, how, how close are they to the to the first team? I mean, yeah, it, well, it, if they're not, then you know, why, why they discard what we just take it? Take the, you know, mm. we, we don't want players that are there for the dough you know we, we, we don't want to end up like QPR last year uh, last week screaming at their fans on the way out you're only playing for the money yeah yeah you know, we, right. we don't want that we want and we, and we haven't we we as far as I know we haven't had a player at, like that at Palace for a good 10-15 years going back to going to the little fat Swedish <laughs> fella you know um, but I, I'm just I just think that sometimes our kids I, I, I think could be good enough you know, you, you give them a chance. I, I don't see anyone, any of these young kids that are supposed to be. You know, we've got this cracking academy, and what we're doing is is saying, well, basically, well, they're not really good enough. You know, mm. when we see that they are, we see them. You know, well, when they're playing the Man City Academy, going up there and bashing him up five two. Now, yeah, you, yeah. now you saw them, Chris, when they come down. I know they had the roundabout at the back. Um, playing for him, <laughs> yeah, but, okay, you know. Apart that. from him, they were still all the kids that have come from Italy and Spain and and around the world. They've got the pick of the best under 18, 1920s from around the world. And yeah. they, I mean, what are they getting? They're going to be getting three, five grand a week. Our first, oh, they, some of our yeah. first teamers are on that, you know. And and the thing is, we're going up there and we're we're kicking a bit of butt this year, you know, our under 18s and twenty ones. Yeah, and I think well. The twenty ones have uh, obviously the result result wise of it's not been great because um, they've conceded a lot of late goals for whatever reason. But I mean, what we've talked about before on, on the, the under twenty ones commentary is they're playing they, these teams, these Man Cities, the Liverpools, the Chelsea's, and all that sort of stuff. Um, just noticed I said the teams in plurals that Nick Gussett particularly likes. But anyway, um, they they basically the age group. For example, let's take the Liverpool game. That Liverpool side that came and to Sellhurst and played um, against our under-21s. That side was the same side that four years ago, I think it was, played our under-18s or whatever in the FA Youth Cup. So, and we had two players, I think, from that game that carried over, and they had the, the, pretty much the whole squad. The whole, and they've played together as a team continuously. So when you get to this under-21 development league, it is, it is basically a settled team coming and playing against what we've got, which is a handful of our best youngsters, that aren't in the first team squad. Uh, a couple of you know, couple of overage players that need some fitness and what have you. And we're we're still holding our own against them. We've been very very unlucky, and I don't think we've been blown away in in any games really. I think that's the point you're making, Joel. That we maybe some of um, 
some of our youngsters are actually good enough. And I know the one we're, talk- we're talking about strikers and we're talking about probably about Ibris Sakaja because I know you're a big fan of his. Um, he's currently gone on loan to MK Dons. I think he got about six minutes off the bench the other day. Uh, but he's on a youth loan there at the moment. So I don't see him coming coming on. But you do you do sort of want to you want to know when we haven't really produced an out and out striker for some time. I mean, Penny was the closest that we got to doing that, and I think he's playing for Car Short and Athletic now. So is that something that's not quite happened for us? And I'm not really sure who's who's going to come through in that position. The sort of the best players coming through. We've got a lot of centre backs. We've got players that play in behind and players that play out wide. We've got no one who's really an out and out striker. I heard. Some relatively good rumours. I haven't seen him play at all. About um, J- I think it's Javin Palmer, something like that. But he's I think he's only about sixteen or so. So I don't know. Don't know how he'll turn out. But um, one thing really quickly before yeah. you move on, you're obviously talking about youngsters. A little tweet. It's kind of relevant. A tweet just popped up on my timeline about Barcelona and how obviously they do it in different countries. Right now in the Barcelona game on the pitch are eight Catalans, ten Spanish, and eleven players from the youth system on the pitch for Barcelona. Mm. Every player on the pitch for Barcelona is from their youth system. It's ridiculous. No, you've got, you've got to admire it. I mean, that's, that's their philosophy. And I know, again, we sort of joke about it, but when Ian Holloway joined Palace, that's what he talked about. He talked about yeah. wanting to put a philosophy in place. And that's, what, that's kind, it's kind of like, well, I know it's just, everyone says, it's, you're setting your yacht, comparing yourself to Barcelona, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, we, the only similarity to some people is we play in the same colours. But having a youth, the youth system, what they do, is, which is built on local youngsters getting in, basically get them into our first team when they're good enough that's what we're all about and i think that's that's what matches so it's a good discussion to have um but i think we better leave that there because we've got some plenty to get on to um you've got a few forward reviews just to sign off that leads bit haven't you ben i have yes um harry brewer says always next game lads kim evans rather leads than brighton tony shepherd how is your luck dan king new run starts thursday uh, sorry tuesday that's my bad we're not playing on thursday <laughs> John Delarmy, we're proud of you, and James Felis, forgot how it feels. Well, yeah, again, I think those are excellent, excellent summaries of the sort of general feeling of, of losing that game. Yeah, it hadn't happened for a while, but um, but there we go. I mean, it, it's disappointing, but we go again, don't we? Ian Holloway said it himself. We're gonna uh, we're gonna start a new. Now it's time to start a new run. Anyway, before we uh, very very quickly go for, um, preview the. Um, Alan Brighton games with Mark, who's done all the uh, done all the work on those. We are going to. I'm just having a look through the names because we've we picked. We basically we've picked five people who we're going to call in sequence. Um, and and hopefully, well, in in my mind, hopefully the first person answers and knows what he's going to say. And what he has to say is the phrase that pays. And that phrase that pays is that's the way Zaha Zaha. I like it. Nothing else. Don't say hello. Don't don't. Mumble, don't do, don't have anyone else answer your phone. You say that's the way, Zaha, Zaha. I like it. You can say it with enthusiasm if you like, unlike what I'm doing. Uh, but before we go any further on that, I need to read out some rules. The UK rodeo competition guidelines: uh, you must be over 16 years of age and resident in the UK to enter our competition. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only one entry per person is permitted. Automated entries will be invalidated, including multiple entries from the same IP or telephone number range. Winners will be formally notified by email within 24 hours of winning to sort out ticket delivery. I've also got to collect those. Um, <clears throat> full details of the prize will be given in writing upon notification, where we will notify a winner by email. We will ask for confirmation of receipt by reply email. <clears throat> the judge's decision is final and no correspondence will be entered into. The prize may not be transferred to any other person. 
No cash alternative or alternative prizes available on entrance request, but in the event of, an, of the advertised competition prize being unavailable, we reserve the right to offer an alternative prize of equal or greater value. There is no danger of that. I've bought the tickets, don't worry. Uh, competition winners may be required to take part or cooperate with publicity. Probably a photo or something. But those are all the rules. <clears throat> so we will be making a call. There'll be a bit of um, music at our end. Um, then you'll hear the... The ringing sound. And if your phone rings, you pick up an answer with the words, that's the way Zaha, Zaha, I like it. So, hmm, should we get on with it? I think we better get on with it, really. Attention music, lads. Best of luck, everyone. That's the way it's our heart, our heart, I like it. That's the way, I like it. You won, you've won, you won. Congratulations. We have waited for the YMCA music to play there. It took a while. Um, All right. <laughs> Alan Kalaluka? That's right, yeah. How I say it? Oh, I've just how I've said it. Yeah, that's right, yeah, it's perfect, yeah. <laughs> fantastic stuff well first of all mate congratulations yeah. you are the lucky winner of two tickets to watch the home brilliant Saturday um, that's great I'm really really pleased by that that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> great stuff uh, let's have a little chat about the, um, the season so far mate how have you been enjoying things well, well over the moon you know obviously where it's gone and all that and swapping Doogie for Holloway is pretty fantastic isn't it you know because a better brand of football and stuff I don't get down there as much as I'd like to these days, but I'm always uh, always listening live online every game and that. Fantastic. Well, look, you've got yeah. a chance to get down and see the lads in, um, in an absolutely critical game. Um, well, let's talk about that. What, what's your feelings on that? You think we're going to win? Oh, yeah, I think we're going to win it. I mean, you know, I'd probably sneak it now, but um, obviously I was really worried we were going to lose the, the unbeaten run against him if we didn't lose yesterday, it's... so I suppose... There's a little takes bit of a good thing to come out of yesterday. I was going to say, yeah, it takes a little bit of pressure off, doesn't it? You know, it's... It just, yeah, yeah I think it does, yeah. Even going, uh, you know, choose it whole, we might have a better chance now, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, that's great stuff. Listen, I'm so happy that, um, that you, you, you got it right. <laughs> I, yeah, I got, got, got sort of shaken up by it, because I was just sort of joking about, you know, I might get calls. <laughs> Completely <laughs> when it rained. <laughs> Yeah, no, fantastic <laughs> stuff. It's always good. Um, it's actually, actually someone who's been listening. So it's a shame. We, I did enjoy it last year when someone's wife answered, and uh, the, the email we got afterwards was pretty hilarious. But, um, but no, I'm just <laughs> delighted for you, mate. Um, what we'll do, um, we will send you an email straight after the, um, the show asking for all your contact details, so you'll hear straight back from us, and um, we'll arrange for, well, I think probably either will. Right, see the stuff. That's great. Yeah, brilliant. Right. <laughs> well, congratulations, Alan. Cheers. Right, bye. thanks very much, Sin. That's great. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, always good to get a uh, to get a happy winner there. So, congratulations to Alan. And um, yeah, yeah, unlucky to everyone else who entered. There was there were loads of you in the end. Um, it's just such a shame that that you couldn't all win. Uh, but I mean, those tickets are on general sale. Uh, you can't get them in general sale online, but you can ring up the box office. I should have the box office number to hand, really. But you can get it off the website or something. Oh, eight, four, five, something, something, something. But anyway, yeah, do, um, you know, obviously, if you're disappointed you haven't won those tickets, just take the plunge, borrow some money, sell something you own, and just 
give the box office a ring and get yourself down there because it's um well it's heading out to be a sellout guys which is a bit of a bit of a sh- surprise really considering how difficult we managed you know it was to sell the tickets last season but there we go um i'm a bit i'm almost shocked that it, it went first time it took ages last time but there we go uh so listen we've got to we've got to move on from that and we're going to Talk about um, our game on Tuesday night against Hull. Obviously, Hull have been in some some great form. Mark, um, what you got for us? Yeah, I had the stuff. Yeah. Uh, the stats for Hull, for those who are interested anyway, <laughs> the last six results for Hull, they've won four games and lost two. Uh, they won 2-1 at Bristol City on the 27th of October. Since then, they've won at home to Barnsley, at home to Wolves, lost at Cardiff, one away at Birmingham, and yesterday they lost um, to Burnley. Uh, at home this season, they played nine, won six, uh, lost three, scored mm. 16, conceded 11. Top scorers, Sonny Aluko with eight goals, and Jay Simpson with six. There's a couple of Our managers, of course. Go on. No, yeah. I, I, Go I was going to say, it's a couple of interesting points on that. Aluko was a player that we were certainly looking at from Rangers, and we couldn't really compete with the wages on offer at Hull, but he's been fantastic for them. And but like you say, they lost to Burnley last last game out, and obviously we weren't. Burnley got a new manager in um, Sean Dyke, I think it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, quite surprised they lost. But anyway, I was just uh, those are just my thoughts. But you were going to carry on with it. Yeah, that? no, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. It was like uh, Hull, of course, their manager is ex Palace boss Steve Bruce. So uh, I'm sure he'll get a great reception. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some players on their team sheet you may well recognise. Um, they've got uh, from Fulham at the moment on loan Dave Stockdale in goal and ex-Palace centre-half or on loan centre-half Paul McShane plays for Hull uh, along with the boss's son Alex Bruce and they've got strikers Aaron McLean and Jay Simpson as well and uh, interestingly enough Holloway has already tasted victory at the KC this season as his former club Blackpool of course came from 2-1 down to win 3-2 there earlier in the season so he knows what it's like to win at the KC <coughs> uh, statistically uh, it's 21 games since Hull have been involved in a match that ended in a score draw and 15 games since they were involved in a no score draw and that was away at Charlton on the 25th of August I've only faced one of the top six sides at home this season. Uh, they beat Millwall back in September. Their other five home victories have been against teams in the lower half of the table. Uh, Wolves, Barnsley, Ipswich, Bolton, and with the exception of Brighton as well. Uh, they've scored five of their 11 goals at home in the last uh, in the 15-minute period straight after half-time. So Palace don't get caught napping after the interval is my advice. And they've kept just... Two clean sheets in nine games at home this season. That was against Brighton on the opening day and against Barnsley on the 3rd of November. So there you are. Bloody hell. All right, Jesus. Take that. Put that in your pipe. That that was uh, was an incredible... Interesting, no, no, but but it's uh, interesting that that at home, apart from Brighton, they haven't actually faced any, any of the sides in the top half of the table so it'll be quite a test for them as much as for us really mm. and um, they've only kept two clean sheets themselves so at home so um, I think there's going to be goals in the game yeah yeah absolutely. And, th- and they don't like draws and they don't yeah, like anyway draws. Ben you've got some tweets on this I do yes um, we got a tweet in from Andrew Ruthven he says, do you think we should give Wilf a go up front against Hull? He played very well there at the back end of last season. Thoughts? Um, sorry, I was in the middle of a, a 
chat thing. What did you say? <laughs> Do you think we should give Wilf a go up front against Tull? He played <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, well yeah, there yeah, at the back yeah, end yeah, last yeah, Joe was Joe was suggesting. Oh, I'll sit there. Maybe I should manage him. All the way out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, the, it's the ultimate question for this game really it's, it's what what do we do without Murray there um, I quite think that we will see Wilbraham start because he's more he's more in that mould but it depends Depends. Holloway might go for something completely different you never know um, I I agree with what Joe was saying earlier on about, about Jermaine Easter I don't have any particular grievance with him or anything like that but I just think that the, the, way, he, the way he was when he came off the bench it just yeah. just wasn't just wasn't up to it. Um, Joe, right. take some stuff out in the chat room, and then we'll come back to you for the rest okay. of the week. Joe, okay. Oh, no, um, predictions from the chat room, weren't you? I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to carry on with Ben first. We'll do the predictions in a bit. Ben, um, James Sorby says four points from the next two games, and the dream is very much still alive. Uh, and then I've got a few little predictions. Do you want to do chat room first or me? Yeah, chat room first, and then we'll come back to you. Okay, Joe. Okay, Dweeb two one to us. Palace guard one one. Uh, Cyril Thriller, 4 0, uh, Palace, KG Hattrick, Epsom <laughs> Eagle, 2 1 Palace. Uh, and, that, and that is it. I, 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 gave, them, I gave them all a chance, but. Yeah, that's no, got... fine. Ben? Yeah, I've got uh, a couple of 2 1s as well. Kelly Mason said 1 1, Moritz with a Palace goal. Joe Mizur has said 2 1, Palace. Stewie CPSC has said 2 1, Palace. KG and Zaha with the goals. And Nigel Croucher has said uh, a point a hole, one all, and then he thinks we'll beat uh, Brighton on Saturday, 2-1. Well, you went for 2-1 Palace yourself, Ben, and I'm I did, seeing yeah. Mark's gone for a 1-1 draw. Uh, Joe, what were you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, a 1-1 draw. Um, and Louis Jamegal said 7-1 Palace. <laughs> five, five scored by Butterfield, who comes back on loan. Thanks for that, Ben. Um, right, uh, that wasn't you, Ben. That's Ben, Louis Jamegal, Ben. Just right. <laughs> not going insane. Um, personally, I think oh, I, I, can, I can't bring myself. Well, I think we're going to lose. I think we'll probably lose two 0 To be honest, I think it'll be the first game we don't score uh, this season. Aren't I happy? Aren't you glad I'm having a break for two weeks Ooh. after this? Um, we've got to move on quick. We've got to talk about Brighton. And the trouble with this is, if we wanted to talk about all the different things we want to talk about ahead of a Brighton game, we'll be here till eleven o'clock. So. Um, we're going to get some hopefully uh, fairly brief stats from Mark on um, on what they've been up to recently. Then we'll have a little chat around what we think might happen, um, and then uh, and then we'll let you go because it's uh, it's getting on getting late. So so Mark, what you got for us in terms of their recent form? And stuff? Well, yesterday they drew one one at home. Yeah, yes, yesterday they drew one one at home. So Doogie Freeman's Bolton. Mm. Interestingly, Freeman said after that game, Brighton were fantastic. I've seen them many times, and this was certainly one of the best performances. They will gutted, be gutted not to have won. So he obviously rates them quite highly. They had a crowd there of over 26,000 for the visit of Bolton. Plastic fans or not, that is pretty impressive, I'd it, say. It yeah. so they will only have 2,600 on Saturday, though. Um, waveform this season uh, is... Um, played nine, won four, drawn three, lost two. So a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, they've conceded. Along with um, some other South London rivals of ours. Uh, top scorers, Craig McHale Smith and Wolf Zaha Buckley. Um, they're unbeaten in their last. Hold on, 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 Mark. Something 
something else has gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Mark has gone. I don't know if anyone picked up quite on that. That they kept being long gaps. Now the trouble has is, he you can never... has he died? I mean, yeah. yeah so, Mark, what, what was the most significant thing to, to you that changed that second half? Um, you know, uh, he wanted more. Um, Shall I fill in for it? No, as I was going to say, the the trouble is, although Mark's connection is cutting in and out, sometimes he does leave gaps that long between his sentences. I think he is there. Yeah, he's gone again. Oh, it's such a shame. Listen, I'll take over from there. Obviously, Mark was um, telling us basically the the message is really that Brian are actually playing pretty well at the moment. Uh, They're still in touch uh, towards the top of the table. Uh, It was a very late goal from Bolton that that actually got uh, got the equaliser yesterday. And obviously, great. I'm glad that Dougie was able to do that for us. Uh, at least so look I mean it's a big game it's, a, it's an absolutely massive game we're fortunate that we're definitely going to have Glenn Murray back for it because he's now gets to rest for that uh, long trip up to Hull not saying it was a deliberate booking because it certainly wasn't but um, it certainly worked out well for us and he's been in such sen- such sensational form that um, I really think he he is going to be the difference on the day um, I'm very I'm much more confident about it than I, than I think I, well, I thought I would be um, they are a decent side, but what what they don't what they don't really have is, is someone like Wilf Sahar. No matter what Gus says about Will Buckley, you know Will Buckley hasn't been picked for the England squad. I don't even think he's been picked for the England under twenty one squad. So maybe I'm wrong on that. But but you know at the end of the day, we we have got someone like Wilf, and we've also got got plenty of other talent what I don't want to see I don't want to see Garvin start in place of Moritz I think that's a game that Moritz has to start and it's a game that we have to start on the attack um, but I think we will do I think I don't think we're going to suffer obviously under Dougie we never lost a, a derby match at all um, which was a massive massive positive um, and, and something that, that does make you worry a little bit but really I, I can't see any of the importance being lost on Ian Holloway. He's really bought into everything that Palace are about. I was reading on Homestale that he'd screamed eagles at the end of a training session the other day and things like that. And he talked in his pre-Leeds conference about how much he, you know, he'd, he'd only just learned about the, the sort of the pure sort of hatred between Brighton and Palace. But, you know, he won't, he won't leave anything to chance. And you could be absolutely certain if we are one nil down um, or anything like that in the game, that there'll be no sitting back and trying to hit him on the break. We will absolutely throw everything at them. Um, and that's what makes me feel confident, in, in all honesty. Uh, a few thoughts from, from, from yourself, Joe? Uh, well, I mean, they've got two wingers. We've got two wingers. Could be um, too busy down the side. So I think it's it's going to be down to, to Jedi and KG, I think. I think they're going to have a huge, huge influence. Um <sighs> I, I don't see us losing, in all honesty. Um, having, having, I've seen them a few times. That's the thing, and they, and they're a decent side. I think we're a better side, which is yeah. why you know we're nine points or whatever, seven points ahead of them. But anyway, um, I just, I think that I'm, I'm going for a draw. I think it's just going to be a huge, be a scoring draw, um, and I'm hoping it's not loads of penalties, which it could be, because we all know that. Um, you know, Will Buckley loves a dive, and uh, yeah, like, he did, like he did last year. Exactly, they're so 
quick to talk about Wolf Zaha. Uh, listen, listen. They, 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 all they've got over us, right? All they've got over us is that they've got a better and big and a better ground. The thing is, our load of old rubbish holds mm. the same as their brand new stadium. Yep. You know, I, I, I mean, but that's all they can throw at us is they, they get twenty six thousand. Listen, I said to you, they'll draw Man United in the cup sooner or later, right? Mm. And when Man United score down at their grounds, it'll be the biggest cheer at that game. <laughs> I'm saying because half their ground will stand up, all their plastics will stand up. They'll be so confused; they won't know what to do. Oh, we've scored. <laughs> no, we haven't. Oh, yes, we have. Yeah. We'll I have to. Yeah. I harp on about it a lot, but at the time when they played Liverpool in the cup and the, and their um, not their main west stand, I think the east stand opposite. There was loads so in there. St- they, st- they stood up to applaud Stephen Gerrard taking a <laughs> throw on. That's just, just one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Just think, okay, even if you like the guy, during a game, during a game, you don't stand and applaud an opposition player. You don't do no. that. You don't understand your well, but, it, but the thing is, that was a it was a it was a, a big thing for them, wasn't it? I mean, after yeah, they'd been playing pub football down on their cow field yeah. for six years, and all of a sudden they get a brand new stadium, and the first well, decent team goes there. As weird as it is to say, mate, I I'm in many ways I'm matched. I'm happy. I'm happy that they've they've got this new stadium and they've got all these fans, so they can you know they can compete at the right level. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't. No, I agree. It's boring, I completely isn't it boring agree. without them. I completely oh. yeah, but exactly. I completely agree. I mean, like I say, I'm I'm pleased for them, but you know they they're getting a little bit above their station. They're trying oh, to definitely. they're trying to run before you know before they can walk. Well, um, they didn't they didn't learn last year. All before the game <laughs> in the Amex. We were, get, we were told Kazenga Luwa was going to get us. We were told that we he don't play anymore, does he? And that uh, who's the other, who's the other in, foreigner injured or arrested or something? I can't really remember. Something who's like the that. other foreigner that don't want to play for him anymore? And he's just hiding. And they're paying we, him. Oh, Vicente, Vicente, isn't it? Oh, they're paying him fifteen grand a week or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It's, that's seven and a half grand a game, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know. It's just um, yeah. I mean, look, they, they are what they are. Uh, they are our rivals. It'll be a good game. It'll be a fantastic game. True, you know, we're not we're not stupid. They do play good football. They, you yeah, know, they, they've got a chance in that game. But um, like I say, under Holloway, we will not certainly not be. Won't be for the lack of effort in trying to trying to win that game. If we were to, the worst was to happen. But we've got a very 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 strong team now. We really have. Um, and and if if any of well if half of them have a good day, we will beat Brighton. So, but Ben, what are the, what are they listeners saying? Right, Alex White. We all know Alex White. He said uh, one all. Jen Nack to score the goal. Cameron Nixon Engel has said three uh, one Palace. Lee Ward said five nil Palace. Mm-hmm. Rosie Blackwell Sutton three three. Furhad one one. Uh, somebody called Mila Yedinak on yeah, Twitter. I don't think it's the real Mila Yedinak. Says ten nil. It's a it's a very entertaining parody account. Can I recommend? He says ten ten nil, and he then he sent a later tweet saying that he was going to score ten. <laughs> <laughs> Chris uh, Long at, says, "I just say it's at Jedi Gator fifteen. Well worth what? Well worth a follow." <laughs> um, Chris Long says four one Palace. Wayne Gary Walton says three one Palace. Eagles all the way. Bounce ability, bounce back ability that will stick and end in promotion. Um, Dave Carr says Palace two 0 Murray and Delaney. Stephen Rodin one 0 Palace. Murray to mint it. Parag Patel has said uh, Palace 3 now, and he said Murray's going to score in the 23rd and the 45th minute and then Zaha's going to score in the 80th. That'd He's be been right. very precise there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that tweet. If he's correct, I want... Uh, and then, just yeah. to finish it off, Anthony Stewart has said nil-nil. Fantastic. That's the perfect way to end that. 
Yeah. Um, I well, you've gone one nil. Pal- well, I'm going to read what you said. One nil Palace. No, I can't do it. I haven't got <laughs> enthusiasm for it. One nil. You've gone for Mark's gone with a two one win. I don't know if he's even there. Um, Joe, you, you've you were saying a yeah, I've been here for ages. Oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! You came back. Oh, I said it again. Apologies. <laughs> I was just there about ten minutes ago. It's to the effect that Mark's listening to. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. All right, you've gone for a 2-1 win. Um, Joe went for a score draw, high, potentially high-scoring draw. I reckon we're going to do him. I reckon we'll do him 3-0. It'll be absolutely sweet, and then we'll go down the chairs and get wasted. It'll be fantastic. Uh, join us there. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's that's the end of the show today. Congratulations to Alan for winning those tickets. We'll sort that out soon. Um, and someone will be back next week for you. Bye. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.